Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now, there is no guest today, um, simply because I plan this year to be doing a lot more of these on my own. Um, and I think when you realise trying to arrange a guest every single week um, can be hard to do. Um, so I'm maybe going to split up so that we have a guest one week, and then I'll alternate that with me doing an episode the other week. So you'll get a chance to listen to more of my rambles, um, obviously with a lot of the previous episodes um, and it's just pretty much interviewing guests but um, I obviously have my own take on a lot of the subjects that we discuss so um, hence why from now on um, I'll be putting out one episode every two weeks that'll be myself on uh, a current issue around perhaps extremity dieting, uh, building tissue, uh, developing the physique that you want um, along with a host of everything else. So what to do is if you ever if you ever want to hear more or you, perhaps you have some topics that you want discussed on the podcast, you want me to give my opinion of or my view of, then uh, please just reach out to me. Drop me a DM on Instagram at VWPhysique um, or you could send me an email. Um, I'm sure you could even get my WhatsApp um, from the website. The website, for anyone wondering, is currently undergoing a rebuild and will be up and running here within the next couple of weeks. Um, again, it's just in the process of getting everything prepared for coaches coming on board um, at the start of March. I'll go into that a little bit later in the towards the end of the podcast. But to kick things off, um, I'm going to do an episode all about the insides of a prep for a photo shoot for a competition um, and just some things that if you are perhaps doing it all out there on your own or maybe you're perhaps considering um, embarking on a prep maybe you're thinking about hiring a coach for it maybe you're thinking about doing a show or a shoot it's something that's appealed to you there's certainly a few things that i would want you to take into to consideration uh, within the journey so hopefully this episode gives you a little bit more clarity on that and I think the first thing to do really would be to kick off is, number one, is your body in a in a position where you can actually diet down and achieve the look that you are wanting for the, the said shoot or the said show? Too many people, um, and you'll see this in bikini girls, will often just jump on stage um, or jump into a diet phase with not a lot of tissue, and by the end of it, just looking... You know, really stringy and really, really skinny and they just do it because of the whole facade, the look. So I would just make sure you have enough tissue. Um, if you still feel that you want to compete and you perhaps don't have enough tissue, my suggestion to you would be to get involved with the sort of beginner categories or the first timer shows out there. So you've got PCA first timers and you've also got UKUP, uh, you know, beginners uh, bikini that you could do um, and then you've got the same for men's physique as well um, in UKUP and then obviously you've got every federation in the PCA first timers it'll be everyone's first time so a lot of people that are doing it for the first time may perhaps not have the mu- um, as much muscle mass they may not be well conditioned so if you are going to compete for the first time that's a good way to start but let's say the body is in a good position maybe you've attributed sort of two three hard years just growing developing your physique before you've decided to do this show well, that's fantastic. Well, what you need to consider is that you've picked an expensive hobby, even if it's just a photo shoot. So if we were to weigh up the total costs of, uh, let's say, a, an 18-week diet, 
you may have not really considered how much it's going to cost you. Now, let's for you know the main cost is going to be coaching, right? And any decent level of coaching out there is going to range between you know hundred to hundred fifty pounds. If we take our rates, uh, we are one one five for our sort of silver tier package, and then we're one seven five for the gold. So if you chose the silver, that would be almost six hundred pounds for five months of coaching. Now that already in itself is a big cost, right? Now let's say you've decided it's a show you want to do. Well, to join the federation, that costs you seventy pounds. But then let's say you want to do a bikini. Well, that bikini is going to cost you if it's new, two three hundred pounds. Then on the show day or the shoot day, you got your tanning, you got your which would maybe be what sixty quid. And then you got your makeup and your hair. There's there's about maybe eight to hundred quid. Let's say you travel to the show. Maybe it's a train, again, or a, a, maybe you're getting a, a car. Um, there's another sort of eighty to hundred quid. Maybe it's in petrol or train tickets. Maybe you got to go down there the night before, so you got to think about accommodation. Like really cheap accommodation is going to cost you again about eighty quid. Um, and then you might think about show day photos, which is going to be about thirty quid. So, all in all without taking into consideration the cost of your gym membership, your food, um, your supplementation, that's looking at about £1,200. Now, if you were to add your gym membership on top of that, let's say that's 30 quid, um, you know, you do the math, that takes up to 1500 You add your food in there, let's say you spend, you know, 50 quid a week, which is really cheap, by the way, on food, £200 a month, uh, that £200 times 5, boom, there's an extra grand. That takes up to £2,500 just for this one day um, that you're planning on doing. So have a think really before you undertake it and understand that the glitz and the glam and everything seems great, but it's actually a pretty expensive hobby than just sort of going to the gym and working on your physique. Um, I also didn't add into there any supplementation. Um, there might be some guys out there listening that are thinking, oh, well, I don't need to pay for my my makeup and my hair. Uh, no, you don't, but um, you're probably buying gear and, you know, spending at least maybe say 80, 100 quid on that every couple of weeks, um, especially towards the end of preps when, you're, when your usage might be higher. Um, but then again, you know, one thing to not take into consideration is the fact you might buy protein powder and that's really for anyone. Uh, you might buy something like your humbine, which is simply just a lipolytic, a fancy word for saying a fat burner really, um, so all these things, they build up, they build up, they build up. And before you know it, you're two and a half, three grand out for one show. And, that, and then you might want to do a photo shoot on top of that. That's another three, five hundred quid. So you can slowly build up to, to three to three and a half thousand pound really uh, on one day. But then again, I always say nothing is expensive if you see value in it. Uh, and too many people like will say, oh, wow, that's that's expensive for coaching. And I say, is it? Is it really? Like when, if you look at the, how much value is added and the service that's provided, it's actually pretty damn cheap. Um, so I would never measure, like one thing that frustrates me to hell is like, rather like get a message on Instagram, not saying hi, not saying, you know, how's it going, blah, blah, just what's your prices? And I honestly don't even reply to them because if the one thing you see is a monetary value, uh, you know, monetary number for the value you get, then you're just not for me. Um, it's not in alignment with my standards and the brand standards itself. One thing we do is just make sure that you are become an elite version of yourself. But not only that, we 
will improve your exercise execution, we'll eradicate bad habits, we'll instill new ones, um, whilst making sure your physique just goes to the next level. We'll work on your mindset, we'll work on everything with like a holistic approach, um, whereas with some coaches out there might charge an extra sort of 20, 30 pound, um, 40 pound per month, but you're getting like a, a two line WhatsApp reply and a little change to your meal plan um, and, and that's that. So. That was just a little bit of a rant. Um, so you've established, okay, you want to do prep, that's how much it's going to cost. You're all good, you're all in. Well, from there, you kind of need to establish how much overall weight you need to take off. Now, people always say like, oh, body weight doesn't matter, scales are irrelevant. I'm really, really sorry. When it comes to prep, it really does matter. And as a coach, you kind of need to know roughly how much overall weight you'll need to take off someone to get down to that look or how lean they need to be. So you kind of got to need to say, right, how much weight do we need to take off and how how much time do we need? So let's say you figure out that that's going to be 18 weeks. And in those 18 weeks, you're going to try and take off, um, you know, half a kilo every single week. It might not seem a lot. And people often will say like, you know, why is the weight not falling off me? And I will say, well, if you were to lose half a kilo every week for nine, for 18 weeks, that's nine kilos off, right? So you've got to think it's slow and sustainable. Now, you need to consider as well is that at some point within that time frame, you will stall. Body fat will not go anywhere. You like As you take body fat off, your body's metabolism will slow because ultimately it's trying to conserve more energy. So that's why you have to do more or eat less to elicit more fat loss. Now, if you've planned to take off nine kilos and within those 18 weeks, four of those weeks you stall, then you're two kilos above where you need to be. So it's always worthwhile having a bit more time. So let's say instead of going doing 18 weeks, you say, right, we'll just do 20. And what that might allow for is that if you come in quick, it may allow to might allow for you and your coach to put in extra food, extra meals, for example, you can have with your partner, or just, just more food in general on like a lower body day when you need it, when energy demands are at their absolute highest. So don't be rushing a prep and trying to get ready in 10 weeks if you need 14, 15, 16. If you try and rush it and you try and go super low calories, you just drop strength really quickly, you'll lose tissue and you'll end up looking stringy and just looking shit on stage or on your photo shoot day. So it's always got to be a slow process and understanding that I think one of the main things, one of the main mistakes that I made uh, all those years ago was I used to count down how many like weeks and days that I was out and it'd be like, right, I'm 20 weeks, I'm 20 weeks out. And then I'd be like, right, I'm 19 weeks out in six days. I'm 19 weeks out in five days. And it just led to me being so obsessed with that. Um, amongst other things, I just became a total arsehole. Um, so like right now for me, I just kind of go along my day-to-day week focusing on hitting my business targets, focusing on just ticking the boxes with training, and then the weeks just go in like, boom, at the click of a finger. So just make sure you're not getting too obsessed with how many week, how far far out you are. And at the start of that prep, you're kind of going to have to establish an energy balance. And before prep, before entering a prep, like you should really know where your body's at and what it can handle in regards to food, what it needs in terms of cardio, training, volume, your recovery, etc etc now if someone comes to me like Vaughn I want to prep and do a show in 16 weeks the first few weeks is an absolute fucking guesstimation 
I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the guesstimations of what we need to do and where we need to be at is, is pretty damn spot on. But your body can respond totally differently to Joe Bloggs. You know, Joe Bloggs could drop a kilo every week for four weeks and then you struggle. You haven't even lost a kilo in four weeks just because everybody's an individual, everyone's different, everyone responds to a different energy balance in a different way. So I think that if you're going to be prepping for a show, rather than be like, oh, I'm just going to message you know that guy and jump on board 18 weeks out. No, 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 fuck that. If the show is 36 weeks away or the shoot's 36 weeks away, or even if the, the show shoots next year, get in touch with your coach now. Make sure that they will know definitively come the start of prep exactly what your body needs they know inside out they know that if we give you x amount of cardio x amount of food this will happen and, and that's why i ultimately say to people trying to bulletproof everything such as sleep stress digestion trying to do all that whilst prepping is just really fucking hard so now i say to people like don't just come to me and give me 16 weeks like come to me and give me like a year or two i have plenty of people that came on board at the tail end of 2019 who said, Vaughn, I want to compete in September 2020-21. And already we're like 8, 10 weeks in, 12 weeks in at the process with some of them. And we just know exactly how much food their body can handle. And I'm just like, damn, I can't wait for a year's time when we diet down. Don't get me wrong, we'll have recomps in between, but we'll just know exactly what to do. And then as you are dieting over the course of, um, you know, say the 18, 20 weeks, you've got to think about changes that you'll make you know what will they be what what fits in with your lifestyle so let's say you know all things are going swimmingly well for six weeks and you hit a stalling st sticking point you might be someone that works nine to five you might have kids and then your coach says i need you to do more cardio and you kind of go I, I can't do more cardio I've, I've got to be here i've got to be there well ultimately in prep there's gonna to have to be some sacrifices right so you're gonna to need to make some amendments maybe you put like a fucking spin bike in in the spare room uh, maybe you say to your coach you know what listen just drop my food really low Make sure that you just find a way that works for you and that no two preps will be the same. Everybody and their fucking dog will tell you that you need to prep this way, you need to prep that way. And I always just say, that's a load of shite. There's either effective or there's ineffective. What What is effective for you might be really ineffective for me, might be really, really effective for Joe Bloggs, might do fuck all for another person. So make sure that when you're prepping that you're not listening to the absolute shite that people will spew as you're dieting down everyone will give you their opinion oh you're coming in too quick oh you're looking strong it oh you should be doing this oh my coach does that and oh you should be looking at putting an x amount of carbs like stop listening to this shite uh, you know people will say what they got to say people have an opinion ultimately it's up to you who you listen to and for that i just say always 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 listen to your coach you have to even take like and this is how much I believe in that. Last year, um, one of my close friends, um, I'll call him a friend first and a client second, is Steve, uh, known as Fitch Fitness on Instagram. Um, he was prepping with a coach uh, to prepare for a show, and there was plenty of things that I disagreed with that he was doing. Um, and at first, on prep, I'd maybe, I'd maybe give my opinion. And then at one point, I just stopped. And it was only really a few months after he'd finished prep. I said, Steve, remember when you kind of got like eight, ten weeks out? I said, I just stopped mentioning anything about what you and your coach were doing because that was like what I was saying was just ultimately getting in his head and causing confusion. And I went, no, no, no. Any athlete should just be listening to their coach 100%, even if they don't believe it. And, you know, go look at, go listen to the podcast on McCallum. 
you know where he ended where his calories ended up um how much AIs he was taking at the end of his prep but at the end of the day he just listened to JP and he'd never been there so he just done what his coach told him to do so um within reason if it's not too dangerous or drastic please just do um listen to your coach and then make changes when need be to make sure that you are on top of that sort of um, structure because if you've got the, the sort of like right by this month we need to be that way this month we need to be that way it's easy to stick with but always please pay attention to how the physique looks because especially guys out there if you manipulate drugs then you'll look different and your body weight will be different take me for example we've increased 100 milligrams over the past two weeks my body is held for a couple of weeks but conditions look better and better and better now some of the other factors you may want to consider when you're prepping is just like the environment around you. Now, let's say you work in an office and you know you've got Sheila over there, you've got Betty over there, and they have Fat Fridays. And on Fat Fridays, they go out and they get jam donuts and they get bacon rolls, and everyone has a bacon roll and jam donut. Um, and then you know you're bringing up your Tupperware, then everyone's kind of on your case, like, oh fuck, why are you doing that? I mean, they're spewing this negativity because of insecurities within themselves. They see what you do as a threat. To, it makes them feel worse. So they ultimately try and defend what they do um, through trying to put you down. That's just human behavior. Um, it's just psychology. So please don't take anything that people say to do to heart. But that sort of negative environment um, is not congruent with what you want to do. Me personally, I work from home. But I go. I still train at the same gym that I used to work from. Why? Because it's such a good environment. I've got Steve there, I've got Ali there, I've got a few other bodybuilders that, that are there, I've got some clients there, and it's just a good environment where everyone bounces off each other and can go, yeah, there's some people that perhaps don't agree with bodybuilding and what we do, but fuck them, you know, I don't listen to them anyway, and they never really affect anything that I do, so that's a great environment for me. But I think that one thing that people fail to realise is just who you have around you, or who do you not have around you. Prep can be a really lonely thing. And not everyone, the, the normal world, will just never understand what we do. And they don't have to, but they will act in a negative way to try and make you, you know, quote-unquote cheat in your diet, this, that, the next thing. And, and in the depths of prep, ultimately, like it does it does consume your life. I don't care what anyone says. In the depths of prep, you want to be able to have a support system in place, whether that is, you know, from your partner, your husband, your fiancé, your girlfriend, your boyfriend... They need to be supportive, but also your friends around you. Um, you know, years ago, when I first prepped, none of my friends did it. Um, none of them, you know, understood it. And because of that, I probably distanced myself a lot from them. Uh, whereas now, the community of people I've got around me, it's a lot of bodybuilders. It's a lot of people that do, do what I do. Uh, but also, a lot of my clients can pretty much become close friends as well. Why? Because they go through the same process. And if we think of community, you know, let's say you're four weeks out and you're dying and you just got no one to speak to and every voice in your head is telling you go over eat go eat that thing in the fridge go eat that thing in the fridge and you're not supposed to but because of the mental state you're in maybe perhaps you're going to feel weak we're all human you give in so if you take for example our community that we've created that's not going to happen because for those of you that don't follow me on instagram you just go and check out the day that we had uh, extreme gym with uh, there was 17 of the VW Physique girls there um, and the group chat that we've got has got 37 in it. Now that is all bikini girls or photo shoot girls or tone figure girls 
all on the same journey, just at different points in the path. Now, if one of them's struggling with hunger, with mental health, this, that, and that, they reach out. And they have so many other females that have been through the process. We, and we, it, it ranges from total beginners all the way up to we know, we've got Clara who's a pro and we've got people with British titles or British placings. So they can give their experience, they can give the support. We have people in the group chat that, that, that the girls can look up to and follow and aspire to. And, and there's never a day where someone's alone. So if you're out there and you're thinking about prepping for a show, maybe it's in September time, maybe it's next year, what I would say is, is it not time that you reached out? Drop me a DM on Instagram. Hey Vaughn, I'm really interested in joining your community. I'd love to be part of the team. I'd love to meet the girls. You want to be involved in, the, in these days there where we meet up and we do the training and the posing. Guys, if you're out there listening, we do the same for you. It's just that we haven't posted it yet and we've not videoed it yet. That meetup is next month. The thing is, a lot of us guys, we're stubborn, right? We, we don't need, we don't feel like we want to show that we need a community around us because we're guys, we fucking know best, right? When that's just a little bollocks because I guarantee you come the end of prep that like that male group chat we've got, the notifications will be going off. But the female group chat notifications, that goes off every single day. Anyway, but what, what's been pleasure to see f- from coaching perspective is the girls have arranged meetups on their own out with seeing me, you know, sorry, with coaching. I see them on Instagram, they're putting uh, stories up of them, team meets up, team meetups in, in Edinburgh, or, you know, they're having VW sleepovers or whatever it is, and, and ultimately making friends for life and building relationships that will last far beyond the coaching process where they can both they can all support each other in their journey so if you're wondering about prep whether you're guy girl you're thinking about show or shoot come on board with the community we've got because understand that there's not i've not seen that out there from any other coaching company online coaching company uh, in the uk There'll be a lot of successful coaches out there that have a lot of clients, but do they have the regular sort of community and meetups and connections that we have? Um, I would argue they don't. And lastly, other factors you need to consider is, you know, is your life situation in a manner which you can prep? And you're probably wondering, like, Vaughn, what the fuck does that mean? Well, you've got to think, five months is a long time. Four or five months is a long time. In that time frame, are you? Do you have like a stag do that you can't miss? A holiday you're expected to be on, uh, nights out you're expected to be on, weddings, whatever it is. There might be things that you say, "Oh no, I can't miss that." And when I'm away, yes, yeah, it's, it's not really feasible that I'll be able to track and train and do this, thing, do this, that, and the next thing. Or perhaps you've got um, you're a student, you've got exams coming up. All of those are excuses. And I will show you many people that have done all that and managed to prep and still do well in shows. But ultimately, you do have to assess that and understand that, okay, this year's not great. Like, next year might be the year for me. And take me, for example, I'm competing this year. I'm doing four shows. Um, and everyone's like, oh, Vaughn, why don't you prep for another sort of month and then do the Turbos Regional? And I'm like, fuck that. I'm getting married 12 weeks after the, after my last show. So that's a life situation for me. I'm like, that, that takes precedent. Like, getting married, you know, starting a family that takes precedent over bodybuilding for me so I will not come back uh, after this year probably until 2022 because realistically I'm going to have to you know drop down to a cruise dose implement HMG re- 
perhaps come off, reboot the HTTP access, and then obviously getting pregnant can be uh, can take a long time. In which time I probably won't be able to make any improvements uh, within the time frame until 2021. So it would make sense for me to come back in 2022. And I've got some punchy business goals this year I want to focus on, and they'll just get bigger and bigger and bigger next year. Um, I've seen Clara hand her master's dis- dissertation in on a Friday and compete on a Sunday. So don't tell me if you've got exams and that that it can't be done because she done it and uh, you know she came third in the UK in fitness model in uh, women's bikini um, and has now grabbed a pro card in both for UKUP. So again, just make sure if you know if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way. Now, one thing we've got to consider is just like common issues that we will see along the way during prep, and I think that the most common one we will see, particularly in females, is bloating. And probably on top of that sort of constipation or or feeling bunged up. Now, this can be all too common because of just how much stress is on the body. It shouldn't happen early in prep. If it does happen early in prep, it's like the bloating will be down to particularly like a food source. So what I'd recommend you do is note down every time you get bloated after eating and then over the course of the week you, you'll know exactly what food was caused it and you can eliminate it. Some t- like For the most part it'll probably be gluten or it'll probably be some sort of green fibrous veg that's doing it. So I would always suggest if you get bloated really really easily try reducing your gluten intake. Have a look at it. Is it high? We'll just reduce it. If it's really low try go completely gluten free. Guarantee that that bloating will, will sort of calm down or you're going to need to consider perhaps just looking at your curriculum's veg intake and seeing what's perhaps causing it that way. Now, constipation can be very common for females around time of the menstrual cycle. It is not apparent, it's not something new, it's just, it is what it is. And that's particularly because progesterone, which you'll be mostly progesterone dominant in that late luteal phase of the cycle, will slow gut motility. Now, when you combine that with high state of stress because you're having to do a lot of cardio um, with low food volume um, and perhaps a diet that's lacking in fibre and, and maybe poor hydration levels, it's no wonder that you, you're getting constipated. So my best suggestion to manage it would be to make sure that you have enough fibre in the diet to start off with. So you're probably looking at like 25 to 30 grams a day would be classed as what we'd say is optimal but also have a look at your hydration levels. So if you're training, let's say you're working in a gym as well, you're doing 15, 20,000 steps a day, you're doing cardio every day, um, it's more than likely you're probably going to need about four litres of water a day. And that could be even uh, as much for like a, a bikini girl, depending upon your day-to-day activity. Um, now, if you don't, like, here's the breakdown, right? I'm going to try and get, not, not too deep here, not too t- scientific. But if we think about... Um, a stool passing through the GI tract, your, your gut, sorry. Um, the reason we can get constipated or perhaps have like feeling like we can't get, and when we do go, it's like small and hard and pebble-like, is often because there's not enough water in the diet for the stool to, to stay clumped together, so it breaks apart. Now, that can be all too common with a lack of fibre as well. So lack of fibre, lack of hydration, the stools can break apart. So thus it travels through quite slowly um, 
and when it comes out, it's in small, like small pebble forms, and it's very erratic and infrequent, and it can be quite hard and quite sore to pass then. So that's why you just got to make sure that that's a priority. And I mean, this isn't necessarily an issue, but this is just something to be aware of. Like women, you will, like the scale weight will be higher around the time of the cycle. So if you've planned to drop off half a kilo a week for say 18 weeks, understand that if the common trend is that when you are perhaps late luteal phase, you're three weeks in, the week before your cycle, you gain a kilo, that trend will persist your whole prep. You need to get the fucking logical hat on and understand that that's just something that you've seen. Why? Because you've worked with your coach for like a good year and a half or perhaps six months before you plan on competing. You have data and you've seen that trend. Now, what will happen is that the leaner that you get, that fluctuation will become minimal. It won't be a kilo, right? But I've seen this happen plenty of times. Females gain a kilo the week before their cycle. It holds high. They're on cycle. It holds high. And then three days after menses, when you get more sort of estrogen dominant, progesterone decreases, boom, new, like they, they drop a kilo and a half or perhaps two kilos and it's like new low and you go, holy shit. There's no magic whoosh effect. All it is is that as you have been sort of on your period or just before, you've still been in this negative energy balance, you've still been mobilizing body fat, but you have been retaining a bit of water because you know, hormones, but also because you're a little bit stressed. And that when the hormone balance will switch and you perhaps reduce stress, you don't hold on as much water and all of a sudden, boom, that sheds and you see a new a new low on the scales. So that's something to just bear in mind and that the visuals that you'll see perhaps will be a little bit off around that time, but any good coach should be able to figure that out. Like ask any of the VW Physique girls when they check in, if they haven't told me they're on cycle, Sometimes, I'll, before I respond with anything, I'll just respond saying, you're looking a little, blo- a little bit bloated, are you on cycle at the moment? And 99% of the time, they'll respond and be like, oh yeah, sorry, I totally forgot to put it in the check-in sheet. Or they're like, oh yeah, um, it's due in two days. And I'm like, right, cool. So you can see that through the visuals. Now, the only way I've been able to, to figure that out and get to this point by just looking at photos is by working with hundreds of women over the course of five, six years. And just being like, you know, being are assessing around that time frame every single month with a client and seeing what they do and just knowing where to go. So from a coaching perspective in that time frame, I'm all about just like managing stress and just like reassuring clients that we're okay, we're absolutely fine, just keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. Um, but they all obviously will freak out a little bit. Um, and if any woman says they don't, they're an absolute fucking liar about it. Um, especially when as a coach you said, right, we need to take off X amount of weight. Um, daily fluctuations in weight will happen. It's not going to come down uh, linearly. It should come down as a as an average. Um, there'll be days where steps will be higher. There'll be days where we'll be a little bit more depleted. There'll be days where we're holding, you know, just a little bit more muscle glycogen, and that will lead to sort of like half a kilo, uh, maybe zero point six, zero point seven kilo variations. But if you're on point with your diet, don't worry about these fluctuations. They will not be reflective of your progress. Um, especially guys as well like if you're manipulating drugs you're increasing dosages you're using orals and stuff like that your weight's not going to drop um, here's an example take, take me guys I started at 350 meg test mast uh, and primo and we've incremented up 550 milligrams sorry each week so last Wednesday I dropped to 108.9 um, we put dosages up on the Monday we refed last Wednesday. Um, God, by the time this podcast goes out, that refed will mean two weeks away. 
uh, two weeks previously, but weight held the next day at 108.1. The next day it was up at 109. On the Saturday morning it was up at 109.5. The Monday it was uh, dropped to 108.6. The Monday it was 109. Tuesday 108.6 and then the Wednesday 108.1. So it just shows you how much that was all over the place, but it was reflective of because we had a little bit of an increase in food on the Wednesday and then the Thursday was a high day, so like two high days in a row, um, along with more androgens in the system, so more fullness. Um, it just made sense, but condition was improving, so it wasn't something I was worried about. Um, we just kept going and, and now because we've continued to chip away in this energy deficit, um, body body weight's back to where, where, where it needs to be um, for the, the plan we have in place. Other sort of issues, not issues, but other things to think about as well is that females, you will, sorry, you could perhaps lose your cycle as you're dieting. And the reason being is that stress is so high on the body and that body fat levels get so low that the body will deem reproduction as non-essential for survival. Now that sounds pretty damn unhealthy, right? And I'm sure if anyone that doesn't compete is listening is thinking, oh my God, that's crazy. It is quite common. It's not something that as a coach you should ever congratulate your female clients about. It's just something to to, to say, well, okay, when it happens, this is, this is kind of normal. This is what the body does because we're pulling body fat levels down to the point where it doesn't like being it. It wants to like survive in like creating a baby is ultimately an energy costly process. So when your body is preparing, um, you know, through the menstrual cycle, the body for preparation for, you know, becoming pregnant, when calories get so low and energy balance gets so low, it just sees that as non-essential to stay alive because ultimately that's what the body will choose, right? And, and if it was to get pregnant, it would, it would choose uh, its own life um, and it would probably abort any sort of baby that was there if you continued to diet, which I'm sure you wouldn't. Um, that's completely off topic, but you can understand what I'm saying. But please understand that it it can be regained a few months post-show. It might take 3, 6, 9, 12 months post-show to regain that. And it might require you to regain, it might require you to gain quite a lot of body fat. It might require you to not really do much for a wee period of time. It might require you to have your dietary fats quite high. So just be aware that what you're doing on your body is a huge, you know, it is a huge stress and that cycle might somewhat disappear. It's not something that you should be, um, you know, quote unquote worried about and it, it will come back. It's just make sure that you work with a coach that can help you get it back. Um, we've had quite a, quite a few females uh, this year regain their cycle um, and equally have still got some that haven't regained their cycle. By all means, you know, the ones that haven't are a bit frustrated because the ones that have, you know, um, ultimately they kind of not get jealous of it, but, you know, as a female, it's a, it's, it's a personal thing, right? Because you want to know that you can still um, bear children one day and for that you need a cycle. Um, I think probably a, a, a quick mention, um, she's probably listening as well, would be uh, Laura Brand. You know, she hadn't had a cycle in four years. And when she came on board last year, we kind of openly said, right, we've got all these goals of what we want to achieve in 2021 um, and winning British titles. But the main objective and initial target is to regain full control of the menstrual cycle. Um, and for that, you know, 
required her to be okay with me pushing her foot up to places that it's never been um, to the point where she's, I'm sure she's absolutely hating me for every time I give her a foot increase um, but pulled steps right down, pulled a cardio right down um, and pushed calories up to about 3,400 on a training day um, so that kind of shows you how much um, and you know it, it's came back, it's going to require three months of getting it to be fully recovered um, but it was a very special moment for her when she kind of probably got her first cycle back within four years um, and I was really really proud and grateful to be a part of helping her throughout that process so if you're listening Laura I'm really happy for you uh, but anyone any other female out there um, who's perhaps wanting a bit more information what I'd suggest you do is go listen to the podcast that I'm with Carly Malk um, on re- how she regained her menstrual cycle and she was similar to Laura you know she had hadn't had a cycle for I think the same amount of time um, and you know, great episode on her journey of how she had to deal with a lot of sort of things mentally in the gym and had to change her focus because so many, so many women out there and guys, you know, training is our savior. It's the thing that keeps us sane. And often to regain the cycle, you've got to pull it back. And um, so, if you are a female that wants to still give it the fucking beans in the gym, understand that that is a stressor on the body, and that will probably mean that your recovery period to regain your cycle will be a little bit longer um, than perhaps someone that wasn't training quite as much. Um, but understand that you need to be patient. You know, if you prep one year and it's came back within three months, and then you prep again the second year, understand that it might take six months to come back the, the second time, or it might take nine months because you've prepped two years in a row. So I'd always suggest, you know, only if you're going to compete, only compete two years in a row and always take a bit of time off because realistically, how much improvements can you make in a year unless you are pretty much on the money and just need to improve something little? Um, so that's why you'll see people that are the top, like top in Britain. Uh, they'll compete like every single year just because they'll have, only have to make small improvements. If you have like went from placing third in a regional or maybe you've not placed and you want to like win a British title, you might need to take two or three years out. Simple as that. Like and understand that set a realistic goal and, and, and do, it shouldn't be going from not placing a regional to winning the British. Um, it should be like, right, okay, we've not won a regional, let's place in a regional and then let's win a regional and then okay, let's Let's, let's get an invite to the British and let's place in the British and then after it, it's okay, let's win it. That could take you five, six years because again, you might be going up against some competitors that have been doing it for like 10 years or so. Um, and that understanding that jump from like say junior bikini to women's bikini is big. And regardless of the improvements you've made, it'll still be hard. And I'm going to use Clara again as an example. Um, she's a pro in UKUP. But we done PCA last year and Clara made the jump from juniors to PCA and she would have been, I think she was three months away from still being a junior. Um, but she missed obviously by three months, so she had to do the women's. And Clara has gained an insane amount of tissue from her first show to her second show. Um, you know, pushed her body up 11 kilos from stage and whatnot. And um, she was still not, not, like didn't have enough tissue in her delts, condition was great, posing was great, how she presented her physique was fantastic, and I was super proud when I watched, uh, I, I didn't manage to get to that show, I was watching on Instagram stories, um, Instagram live, sorry, um, but we still got outmasked, because we went from juniors to women's, so she's taken a year out, and I guarantee she will come back 2021, um, she'll be a force to be reckoned with in the PCA feds, two bros feds, should we choose to do that, because um, she'll have been patient, taking some time away from the stage, which too many people will not do um, and I think guys this is a big input as well um, if you're an assisted male and you're competing every year every year every year you're pushing drugs up uh, during your prep you're pushing drugs up in your off season 
Like, for your own fucking health, take some time off, please. Because understand that if you continue to have, like, poor liver enzymes, you continue to have shit LDLs, like, you will be exposing yourself to liver disease quite early on in life. You'll be exposing yourself to a cardiovascular event early on in life. And, oh, all for the, the means of just a fucking bodybuilding show, doing it every single year. Well, how's about you do it once every two or three years? I competed in 2017. This is now 2020. And I'm going to compete. That's three years, right? And yeah, I've had periods where I've blasted and kept drugs high, and I've had periods where I've kept drugs fairly low and made sure health was a was a, a you know main a priority. But during prep, yeah, yeah, health won't be a priority. You'll need to go to an unhealthy place to get conditioned. Same with females. Just you know, if we were to say that losing the cycle is unhealthy, it is what it is. Um, so moving on, I think that just the realization that you'll not get lean on high calories um, if anyone tells you their calories are super high and they're absolutely shredded they're a fucking liar or at least they, they had to diet you know on nothing to get there and they're reversing out um, you know if you're a female out there and you, you see that someone's gotten lean off 1800 calories understand that that's an anomaly and that you will have to probably diet down super low toned figure girls that are bigger of course your calories are going to be higher or even athletic figure girls, yeah, of course their calories are going to be higher. But if you think about like a bikini girl, like it's very common bikini girls are below a thousand calories. I've had someone like Clara was on average in nine hundred calories, um, and that she was three weeks out, and I think we that was the lowest we ever went. Or I think her non-training day was eight hundred fifty calories, um, and then we reversed out from nine hundred calories as an average to then by the finals we were at thirteen fifty as an average. Um, reverse dieting could be a whole episode in itself but for the majority um you need to realize that yeah you're gonna need to eat like a rabbit to to get to get that lean um it is what it is and you could easily say girls that's unfair and it's it's harder for guys well guys could maybe argue and come back and say it's you know they need to get a bit more conditioned um well the bodybuilders certainly do anyway um even the physique guys as well so there's a catch straight too for everything isn't there and then i suppose if we speak about the sort of end of a prep um just the sort of shoot day or the show day uh, I would say would, would all be about managing stress and keeping calm because too often someone can look the business first thing in the morning and then a few hours later they check in and they just look like a fucking like a bit puffy and maybe even not even that put that much food in but it's just because their fucking adrenaline and, and, and cortisol is just through the roof because they're just getting nervous and nervous and nervous so from a coaching perspective, I'll always do my best to be at the show, uh, wherever possible. Um, it, sometimes I'm not in the country, you know, this this coming year, I'll be in the Canary Islands and Kira will be in Manchester at the Two Bros. Uh, the two other coaches that I've got that I'll have in the brand then won't be able to make it either, so she'll be there on her own, but I'll be there on the other end of the phone and, like, the, the main priority for that day, even though I'm on holiday, will be just making sure she's got everything that she needs in regards to sort of communication from me. And then taking that back to 2018, uh, I was in Santorini and prepped Clara for her first show. And uh, that was the day that I, that was the sort of holiday that I got engaged on as well. But there was just one day I had to say to Rona, my fiance, I was like, Rona, i got to be on my phone today. i got to be at the other end of the phone just to calm, calm her down, be there and give her the support that she needs and, and keep stress as low as possible. Um, so just really reducing stress as much as you can. Um making sure you're like your tan sorted the night before, the day of, making sure it's not patchy, just make sure you know where you're going, what time you're on. Too many people like you're at a show 
right, I've done had this as a coach, I'm in the audience, and I just hear from someone, oh my god, our class is on two classes, and you're like, why the fuck aren't you backstage pumping up? Like, just, just know the day inside out, um, and of course, like, you'd probably be running diuretics and manipulating water and this, that, and the next thing. Just follow that to, to a T um, from your coach, and don't be, again, everyone on show day has been doing something different, so, so don't be too like concerned with what he or she is doing, just stay in your lane, stick with what you're doing and you'll be absolutely fine. Um, so I guess that's the real th- real sort of inside out of, of of a prep in general and I hope that does give you a bit of insight. Um, a lot of you probably have seen, um, since the start of the podcast, a lot of you have probably seen my content change on social media and probably wondering kind of like where we're going with the brand itself. Well, just in general, like we now have a mission of what we want to do and who we serve and the target audience. And, you know, I'm putting out content that's directed towards that. And the coaches that come on board in March time will do exactly the same. Um, you know, it is our mission to help people become an elite version of themselves, uh, achieve a physique that they didn't think possible. Um, and ultimately, as I said, you know, become that elite superior version of of who they used to be, um, and that takes a lot of, um, you know, eradicating bad habits that they've once had. You know, improving exercise execution. But I think it, it, the most important one is just just instilling new habits and and overcoming, you know, limiting beliefs. And as a brand, you know, we believe that through hard work and consistency, you can completely transform your body and mind. But we understand that the journey doesn't simply end you know it's 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 instead it's always ongoing um, and we have that old coin phrase of we are them we are they we are us and that should just help you or should give you the understanding of the community that we are all about we are a team uh, we get there together you know your goals become our goals um, and i hope that that sort of mission statement is reflected in the content um that you perhaps see on the Instagram page. And if you don't think that, um, please do message me and say, I'm always looking to improve kind of what I'm doing. Um, And I'll happily, you know, answer any questions that that someone's got about, oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And people often say that to me, uh, you know, how long long is is it going to take me to to prep from here and I'm, I'm always honest I'm like look I don't really know I've not really seen your body or seen how it reacts I need a few weeks of working with you to it before I can answer that um, or you know certain questions on the exercise tutorials that we do uh, which is a lot um, and I hope that they do help so if you have any questions guys on um, future episodes you want me to talk about and give my um, quote unquote opinion on it I'm going to say opinion then please just drop me a message if you found this this podcast interesting just please share it on your story and for those of you that don't know um i am vlogging uh prep and i'm putting an episode a week it's on our youtube channel i'll often give links to the youtube channel in my bio on instagram but uh our channel doesn't have or my channel didn't have an official like it didn't have an official um it's not like go search um, youtube.com slash channel VW physique. It's like a long ass, um, you know, uh, name. And you can change it on YouTube once you've got X amount of subscribers. So what I'm trying to say is 
go subscribe to my YouTube channel so I can get above 100 subscribers so I could change the name to like youtube.com slash channel slash VW Physique to just make it so much easier for people to find out. But you, like the vlog is exclusive to uh, to YouTube. It will not be on anything else. So if you want to kind of know the ins and outs of my prep and how things are going, but also how things are going with the brand and everything like that, then please do head over to there. Um, and all of our exercise tutorials are on there as well. Um, and as always, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, this week, this month, this year, give it the beans.